I'm Daniel Frey and this is the Daniel Frey.me Talks, a podcast for anyone who wants to become or is already a developer. If you like to stay up to date with different technologies, learn from experts in the field and help you improve your career further, then this podcast is for you. I also invite you to follow us on DanielFrey.me. So let's begin. So hello, Yahir, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you, Daniel? Yes, I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, it's really nice to have you here. Um, and uh, let's start with our episode. Um, I would like you to maybe start with a small introduction about yourself. Uh, where, what are you doing right now? Uh, where are you working? Maybe a bit. Uh, tell me, you know, what what you've been busy with. Sure, sure. So. And first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me as a guest. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Yair Cohen. I'm a full-stack engineer from Israel. I'm working at a company called uh, CoreLogix. So what we do is we're, we're an observability platform. And uh, pretty much we're used for mostly storing, analyzing logs, uh, metrics, alerts, and all of those uh, fun stuff. And I'm a full-stack developer. I'm experienced with uh, a lot of the a lot of front-end, back-end, DevOps also in my day-to-day. And I'm also self-studied, so I don't have any official degree or anything like that in computer science. I've studied this on my own, and I feel like it's maybe, maybe important to mention as this is one of the subjects of the podcast episode. Uh, studying studying methods. I'm also the host of uh, Borderless Engineer, so it's a YouTube channel and uh, and a podcast. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Perfect. So um, we are both self-taught programmers, and this is also why uh, I've chosen this topic because I think uh, for sure both of us have been experiencing some problems with this in the beginning, um, and and this is why uh, we can uh, I guess help our maybe our audience uh, that is listening right now to this and is struggling with the same thing, um, and uh, yeah, see how we overcome this. <clears throat> So um, I think we can start with the first question um, and then kind of move on from there. So, you know, uh, maybe, uh, Yair, do you have any uh, problems that you see currently uh, with developers having their own learning strategies right now? Or maybe, let me rephrase that question and ask you, um, what type of problems did you have uh, when starting to learn programming about your learning strategies? Where did you see you had an issue with? Um, and maybe later on, I can tell a bit my own. And uh, we can say what kind of solution uh, we uh, followed towards that problem. Oh, I like that. That's a very good question. Um, I feel like, you know, if we think about the question, um, what are the most common problems or what are some common problems developer face when learning? I feel like it really depends on their level of experience. So if someone is a new developer, they have a certain set of problems they have to deal with. And if someone is an experienced developer, they have an entirely different set of problems that they have to deal with. For me, when I started, I feel like the biggest problems I had were mostly related to probably tutorial hell. So you're probably familiar with this. Tutorial hell is where you're yeah. stuck in so many tutorials and different uh, courses that you watch, but you don't actually feel like you have the right experience to get started with this. So obviously I've been mm-hmm. through this phase of my own. I, I think everybody has. And 
And I feel like that's because a lot of people really, when they begin, don't really understand how much programming is not theoretical, but mostly practical. So just like driving a car, you know, knowing the theory is important. You have to, you have to know it a little bit. Some of it is, is, is crucial, actually. But at the end of the day, what's going to determine if you're going to be good or not is, is, is your actual experience with the, with the skill itself. So it took me some time to get that release, uh, realization and understand that at the end of the day, this is a practical skill. And then, um, as I've progressed in my career, I feel like it's 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 been a lot more theoretical. So, so when I when I started, I've done a lot of projects. Now I, I barely do any projects. I mostly read uh, books or theoretical stuff or articles, and I mostly do quick prototypes and stuff like that. So I feel like it, it really changes, you know. So you're basically saying like uh, when, when you started, uh, it was a lot uh, on the practical skill because obviously you need to also get the job and you need to prove that uh, you can do, you know, what you can do. Uh, and then later on, when you're already on the job, um, a lot of your work is, um, you can say, becomes more theoretical things. So like you have to start to be more of a planner and look for the future. And for that, you know, if you want to know and catch up with different, you know, technologies, best practices is for that you will need to have a lot of learning about theoretical things not necessarily that you can put them into practice immediately so that's actually a really interesting uh, outlook of, of this issue so we started with um, with that like uh, I don't know you know what what programming is now I know what it is I know what to do things and uh, I can put it to practice but then later on it's just more and more theoretical and it's just kind of a roller coaster road because in my opinion, when you started to learn, um, you will always be in that, like, it depends on what phase you are in your career, right? If you're just uh, starting, then you will be doing a lot of, a lot of, you know, uh, design tweaks, or you're going to be doing a lot of JavaScript, and you're going to be really into the depth of things. But then later on, as you grow more and more, and of course, depends on you and also on your ambitions, then things more start to be theoretical and more opinionated that you have to kind of, you know, um, say, we go this way or we go that way and I think um, you know for myself as well I've been also facing with the same issue so like the active learning versus passive learning um, and like for example I can give uh, right now um, you know I've been moving from uh, working with Vue now Vue.js for like four years or so <clears throat> to actively learn more about React and it's not like I didn't work with it before but not really in a in as much as I had with Vue and and then you know you you watch tutorials about how to use React or you read through the documentation and everything but then you know I still find it hard to, to understand it only just from reading. So then what I did, I just took on um, a, and started to build a personal project. So I had already on my GitHub like a personal project uh, about uh, like some recipe app that I made. Uh, and then I just rebuilt the entire thing um, in React. Uh, I haven't finished it yet because I've been working on some other things, but it's all React and TypeScript related. Also TypeScript, by the way, I started to learn more. So it it, it's, it really changed my my entire yeah my my entire knowledge about this so you know like when i just read about hooks <laughs> i was just uh, thinking like uh what is this like uh how do i start putting it to practice and i know that we're not going to be talking too much in depth about react or whatever but just get an example like uh, for example the use effect um was uh, like 
how many things you can do with it or memoization in React and like things like that, which you read in, in the articles and they tell you how to use it and, and they tell you you need to do a lot of rendering and optimization and whatever. But then when you actually see the problem in front of you, when you build your app and then you, you understand, oh, then I need this solution. Like you, you have an actual, you know, uh, test uh, case for that and not just like, um, an example that somebody put you in an article, then you really under start to understand things more and more. And uh, if you guys don't have any ideas for a personal project, you can use, for example, a website called frontendmentor.io, which they give you free, uh, free frontend, uh, ideas for projects and they give you also a design and all the steps you need to go through um but that was for me uh yeah indeed like the the you know the phase uh, of active learning versus passive learning and what helped me was the same thing for you Yair. it also helped you to build a personal project or mm -hmm. yeah so uh, i'll use this to clarify uh, the theoretical point and um, i think that for me of course, active learning has a has a huge, huge role. And also what I meant when saying theoretical is, is not learning things that are not practical. But for me, after the first thing for me that, that I wanted to make sure that I have is the, the skills at the certain technologies that I was working at my job. So that's that's the first mm -hmm. thing I recommend before, before trying to learn how things work behind the scenes or before trying to dive deep into how to actually make architectural decisions and design decisions before of that i think the first step is really to get good at these technologies so you you can't really do that without practice really so i feel like active learning is really what, where you want to take those things that you want to learn technically yeah. and apply them but uh, i feel like after again th that's where the experience comes into play because after some time then most things are really use the same concept so if you learned view and you learned react and and you learned angular then you don't need to learn every new framework that comes on the block you don't need to learn for example right now it's remix that's it's the new hot framework you don't need to learn that so i feel like for me the things that i want to learn um, are mostly things that are based on concepts that I am lacking. So, so before learning, I'm thinking to myself, okay, which areas am I missing? Okay, which areas do I want to improve? If my knowledge in, in a, specific a specific framework is really, really good and really, really deep, mm -hmm. then I, I maybe I want to learn some new framework to learn new concepts. But if I, I already know these concepts and I've done them, I would rather focus somewhere else. Um, right. So that's just a few few clarifications. But active learning versus pa passive learning. If, if we get back to to that point, it's really it's really a must here because at the end of the day, we have to understand that that coding is not it's not theoretical, and and most of the theoretical stuff are not really relevant. If if you want to get good at something, then you have to just do it over and over again, and and that's the only way you can improve. Right. So, you know, if I take from what you said is that basically um, you focus on the fundamentals of, of the certain topic. And once you understand that fundamentals, you are just basically saying, I can adjust to any other framework out there. Like, for example, uh, you learn the fundamentals of JavaScript, how it works. Um, and, uh, and for, for example, fundamentals of uh, state management and uh, and how like uh, fundamentals of, um, of an application works. <laughs> And then you're basically saying like all the other frameworks um, are built on top of that foundation. So 
if I'm going to be um, spending um, a lot of time on learning each new technology that is coming out um, because it's new and because, uh, you know, maybe I'm scared that my job will be lost or whatever. But I do forget to realize that they are all built on the same foundation, on the same principles, then I'm just going to be wasting my time. And I think that's also really an important realization as you grow is that you cannot be actively learning every new framework, every new technology. We simply don't not have that time and you don't have that <clears throat> you know you will also not have that option right you're we're not some robots so so we need to um and and actually we need to well everything that i've said here uh, is just an advice from our experience right and how we see things but you know from what i think it is and i really agree with that point is that you just need to understand fundamentals understand fundamentals of a programming language you know like uh, there is one episode that i spoke about how to become a developer and i said like javascript is just a language right you know in every other programming languages you can also declare functions you can also declare variables you can also have objects arrays you have all those things that you have but just you declare them in a different way or use them in a different way but once you understand you know the fundamentals um what you can do in a programming language even going to another programming language it will be much easier because you know already um you know the principles so it's with- true i i definitely agree for me the word i use is understanding the essence of something because because maybe it's not fundamentals maybe it's an advanced subject that you want to master maybe you want to understand how compilers work so you can get really really good at the essence of it you don't have to learn any new uh, any new th- subject or thing or framework or library that comes in that particular thing so for me i like to treat it as the essence of something so what are the essence of it because at the end of the day it's, it's not only time but it's also those are the easy things if if you're going to have to implement something using a library or using some new framework you're going to learn it in a few days you're going to learn it in a bit but having a deep technical understanding of a subject and reading different opinions and having the ability to understand why we need to make certain decisions that takes a lot of time and experience and expertise and reflection of that experience. And those are really the valuable things that I feel like also make you a valuable engineer. Engineer is not valuable because he can implement stuff. Implementing stuff is the easy thing, but doing it according to the business needs and the design mm-hmm. and all those different priorities and a thousand different things that we have to manage. And those are the things that are really valuable. And we, we don't get that from simply doing technical implementations that we'll be able to do anyways at the job. Right. All right. So we mentioned already, I think, like uh, two advices, which is uh, the active learning versus passive learning. Also uh, get the fundamentals right. So don't, you know, just don't be all over the place. Um, try to, to, you know, to focus on the fundamental of the of the language, of the of the principle, um, like, for example, functional programming or um, object oriented programming, like understanding those kind of principles will lead you to understand bigger things later on when you need to um and then maybe i i I can sneak in another advice or another thing that helped me is a something i call allow spacing um and it's basically letting letting information sink in so don't rush it you know like for example you watch now a seven hours video course give it at least like 24 hours to and then come back the next day and revisit what you learned step by step so like you know i had this um this course that i was watching also like a crash course on react and it's, it was not seven hours but three hours and 
all that information in one time was just you know crazy right we all at least i myself i'm very ambitious i really want to be productive with my time so i don't want to you know waste a lot of time and sometimes i forget to give myself rest and 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 also an, actually a funny a funny linkedin post that i read recently which reminded me also uh, some important things is resting you're not resting when you are saying to yourself i'm gonna go for a walk but then listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook or whatever just to be uh to be doing something that is not resting another thing is that like sometimes we're tricking ourselves to be productive whenever we are you know i'm just gonna go take a break but then so later on i can do my job better but then again you're doing it for the purpose of doing your job better that you forget and you don't give your time to actually rest and recover so it's a really important thing like i think a lot of people in our field most of them at least they're very eager to learn more they're very enthusiastic ambitious um and and they love what they do but the problem is that uh they're being maybe too hard on themselves and don't and i myself (laughs) doing this almost every day and i'm still keep on reminding myself to give yourself time um and, and 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 at least you know the space for your mind to just get everything in there you know like all the information observed and then go and step by step take it that to you know to actionable point um but i'm curious to hear now from you you here what have you been like <laughs> like me uh you know uh grinding and you you want to learn something but then you're beating yourself up because you don't understand it like uh, after watching seven hours or three hours course and you're like what what do you do in those situations Sure, sure. Uh, I definitely agree about about both of the, the, these advices. I think both of them are important. So we'll touch. We talked about two things. The first thing is, um, so the second thing I remember was about um, taking breaks uh, the right way. And the first thing is about uh, what was it again? So the first thing was about like it gave your give yourself like a twenty four hour. All right, thing. spacing exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I I think it's. You know, it's true. It's also scientifically true. Um, space repetition is one of the, if one of the most reliable scientific ways, it's a scientific and proven ways to learn something. So whenever you learn something new, there is something that's called a forgetting curve. And what the forgetting curve is, is, is pretty much what it means. And if you Google it, uh, you will see a visual visual representation of that. It's pretty nice and easy to understand. But pretty much what it says is that when you learn something for the first time, you're going to have a certain retention of that, let's say for a week, and then that's going to drop. And then once the retention starts dropping, if you learn it again, the retention is now going to be even higher. So now you're going to remember it for a month. And then once you restudy it again, now it's going to be even higher. Now it's maybe going to be three months and then even higher and higher and higher. So space repetition is important. That's one of the reasons I started summarizing things I, I write and writing them down, just because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to forget them. There are so many books that I've read that I forgot. I don't remember anything from certain books that I've read, which is a shame because I've spent so much time and effort into actually reading them. Yeah. And so, so if you're learning something, understand that you are going to need to repeat this uh, information. But I feel like it's also related to maybe a deeper point here, where if you're trying to cram information, and then then that probably shows you're trying to do it the wrong way. Because honestly, the the way to get good at something is deliberate practice. And what deliberate practice means is just like when a guitar player has to has to practice and practice and practice, or whatever uh, an athlete has to practice the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the 
the same thing when when you want to get good at any any skill in life. So you you can get good passively while doing your job, and you will get good. But the deliberate practice is taking it to a whole new level. And and if you're doing deliberate practice, it has to be habitual. And if it's habitual, then you're giving yourself these this space repetition, anyways. So I feel like if you have deliberate practice in your schedule, that means that you have certain times that you study. It's the same times you're doing it over and over again, mm-hmm. and that's just going to accumulate over and over again. That's how you that's how you can read books consistently. That's how you can learn stuff consistently. And from what I found, if I don't have that, then I'm barely learning. It might look like I'm learning because one day I'm doing a few hours, the next day I'm not doing anything. Yeah. But for me, what I found to work is having a schedule and trying to follow it and for the long term i've seen the the best results from that by the way sorry to stop you about the second point because i feel like it's also very important i've had a lot of experiences with not taking breaks the right way when i take a break i'm I'm that kind of person that hates to be bored and hates standing on the line even for one minute so my breaks were usually consistent of just being on the phone and being on facebook and watching watching a video but that 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 never refreshes your mind if if you if you learn something if you do not even learn if you do any kind of activity that forced you to think a lot and you have to take a mental break from that then you just want to do something that doesn't require any thinking maybe it's just washing the dishes and listening to music or just taking a walk so for me i love just taking a walk 10 minute walk i come back i feel like yeah it's been an hour and so i feel like taking taking breaks without without stimulating the brain that's really the key so don't stimulate your brain on the breaks you're just going to come back and be more tired that's a that's a really good uh, good advice that I also try to follow myself and uh, it's always hard to be you know persistent on this and and just keep on doing it because uh, <laughs> yeah your your brain always tells you you need to do more and uh, in order to do more you have to make your hundred percent of your time you know to be uh, <laughs> productive but unfortunately if you're gonna be um, you know wanting to be productive uh, actually some studies proven that the more breaks you take the more productive you are in those in those areas because you more have you know brain space to do things and and really think about you know like like what you're doing and understanding it um i'm not, I'm not sure about the more breaks you take because you don't want to take too many breaks that's also that's also one point because you the thing is there is there is the there is a method called pomodoro and a lot of people talk about it and while it's good and for those of you who don't know what pomodoro is pretty much what it says is study for 25 minutes take five minutes break something like that. I, I'm not following it myself. I don't do it sometimes. And I feel like these kind of techniques are important and you can take breaks every 30 minutes. But if you want to learn something deeply, let's say you want to understand how a database works, or you want to understand how something works and you have to concentrate for a long period of time and you have to keep a lot of things in your head and, and you're not going to be able to do that in 25 minutes. So, yeah. and, and that's another advice, going deep, so being concentrated on just one thing, one thing only for an extended period of time where it doesn't feel effort, it doesn't feel effortful, that's also good advice. So a lot of people maybe can can um, can have that thing where they feel like they're in the zone suddenly and time passes by yeah. and they don't feel like it's passing by and they're reading and they're consuming content and it's so amazing and time just passes by. And that, that's the zone. So I, I, for me... I try to live in that zone as much as possible because I know that my best outputs come from come from that. Yeah, that's that's also really good. Yeah, what I also meant by taking as many breaks as possible is 
is indeed uh, it depends on my day like i find sometimes that i need uh, in in a, in a certain day I, i would need more breaks than i would usually need um and 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 then i would be fine i would also still not be really productive and, and some other days i would just be spending like three hours or two hours and i can focus and i'm really into the task and i'm really doing it perfectly uh, and i'm actually enjoying it and so it sometimes it really depends on your mood and how you uh you know you started your day and stuff like that so uh, you know I would say the key is just don't beat yourself up. If you had a, you know, you had a crappy day, at least you showed up. Uh, you tried to, you know, to achieve something, and then the next day you can you can do that again and 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 try to understand it. Don't rush it. For sure, for sure. Don't be afraid to take breaks as well, because at the end of the day, most of us aren't productive most of the time, and and maybe even. I mean, it would be nice to be productive most of the time. That's a that's an optimistic goal, but but maybe that's not even feasible because at the end of the day, there there's there there's only so much we can do, and um, and there are certain days for myself I can say that, you know, I've done uh, one day's full of work in two or three hours uh, because those two or three hours were so good. So if yeah. you take breaks and and you know at the end of the day we're knowledge workers, what's important is that you stay sharp, you stay positive. And you're energetic. These things are important to learning. You can't, like for me, I can't read a book if I'm tired. I just can't. It's too hard. I have to be energetic. I have to be in the right mindset. My mind has to be clear. If I'm distracted, I can't learn properly. Yeah. So all these, all these different things come into, um, come into effect when we talk about learning. Yeah, exactly. And I know that probably a lot of listeners would be like, um, be thinking right now, I heard this advice so many times and I've been trying to do this and follow this, but it never sticked in. It never worked. Uh, and, and it's something that, you know, all the mentors are keep on saying like those things like take space, you know, do active learning. And I know that, that maybe at a certain point it, it might sound cliche, but I want to introduce then another thing that helped me um, that broke down all those cliches and, 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 and maybe we can also discuss it. So it's about small and achievable goals um, rather than long term goals. And what I mean by that, actually, it's coming from an interesting book that I read. It's called Atomic Habits. Um, and, and the thing is that, you know, when you have a big goal in your mind that you want to move to, you have a path that you want, you know, you know where you want to end up to and you keep on working on that always towards that, eventually you're going to get tired. And and I can give an example uh, of, uh, um, of another book that I read actually that also touches upon that point. Uh, so, um, and basically you have a wall, you need to build it. And what you need to do, you have uh, the the bricks, and you have the you have the material that sticks us in, which I forgot the name of it. Um, <laughs> uh, and then basically, uh, what you have to do is that you have to put the glue, and then you have to put the brick, and then you have to put the glue again, and have to put a brick, and as long until the the wall reaches to the height that you want it to reach, right? Um, and and what uh, the study from that person who did it showed is that when the when the people that build the wall focused on the end goal on the wall itself like how big we need to go to that wall how how big it needs to be and then they were keep on thinking about that but while doing the task it seemed so much hard and so difficult that they wanted to give up at any moment but the people that were focusing on just you know doing one simple task take a break put the glue take the break again put the glue only that specific small task small job do that only 
and focus on that only, they were finishing the wall much faster than the other people, the other group. And, you know, that's also where the book that I read about the Atomic Habits also helped. It's like, you know, you have this small achievable goal. What do I want to do? I want to put a, a brick and a glue and then move on to the next thing. And just that small thing gives you a big reward because you're like, shit, I did it. I took the brick, I put it there and it's already starting to, you know, get a shape. And and that what um, what triggered me as well. Um, and, and, you know, it stimulates also kind of good feelings in your brain. Like I did one small thing, I marked it as done and it's over. So for example, you want to learn JavaScript. You learned how to use a function today. Great job. Celebrate that. And enough for today. You have a, a small thing that you achieved today and you, it's great. And that's it. Just focus on really small bits of pieces, which eventually will grow to a bigger one. But then don't think about, you know, you can write it down. I have a big goal. I want to learn React. That's my bigger goal. I want to learn JavaScript or I want to just be better at a certain thing. That's my bigger goal. I know when I when I end up now, throw that away and start thinking about the small, small bits. Um, and, you know, celebrate those small moments. And that would lead you to a much bigger result later on. But just don't think about it in the beginning and in the middle of the process. Just love the grinding, love the process and focus on those, you know, small bits. And that's something that really, you know, really helped me. Um, what do you think about that, Jair? Mm-hmm. So here's what I think. First of all, I think it's, it depends really on the individual. And I know that for a lot of people, um, going with more of a goal-oriented uh, system works better. So someone I like to follow, by the way, I'll give him a shout out, is Scott Young. He talks a lot about studying and uh, self-studying and the theory behind that. So I, I love his stuff. And that's one of the things he tackled at his different methods. And, and one of the methods that he likes actually and recommends is having certain goals. So scheduling certain goals. And then once you're finished, you're finished. That's it. So it works for a lot of people. For me, it never really clicked. For me, what works is having a more, I, I like to work with scheduled time blocks. So for me, I like to know that I'm learning for two hours today, for example, and now I, I have a full-time job. So when I just started, it, it was uh, maybe learn four and six and eight hours. So it was, it, it was bigger blocks. So four hours spread to two blocks or three hours spread to three to four blocks or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like that because at the end of the day, it gives me something to consistent to work with and also something that I can improve. So in these, in this block, I always try to optimize more. So if I have, for example, a two hour block where I'm learning mm-hmm. next time, I'm going to try to do it in a more concentrated way, in a more efficient way. And I can start optimizing it. And I get into a habit, I get into a ritual. I don't have to think about what to do because I have a system in place. I know what I'm going to do in that block. I know it's going to be for X amount of time. And then mm-hmm. I can look back and improve that. So for me, that's always worked for me. But I know, I know, I know that for a lot of people, being more goal oriented works more. So I feel like it really depends on who you are, what you like. Experiment, try both. Exactly, exactly. That's a great advice, and I, I think that leads me also to my next advice, which is know your studying method. Do you learn better by reading, watching, listening, <laughs> goal oriented, uh, timing block oriented? And by the way, if you don't know what's your studying method, take a test online. You just simply Google test my learning style and you get the first website with a quiz that basically asks you different questions about your learning methods. Um, And we'll tell you eventually, are you a listener? 
Are you somebody that likes to watch? Are you somebody that likes reading? Um, and then when you know that you can, you know, optimize your learning, um, you know, to, towards the better thing, like to, you know, like optimize your time blocks or optimize your goals, um, towards that learning method. So specifically tackling that. Um, and that, that is, I think another thing that helps, you know, like not everybody is the same and we know that, um, and, uh, everybody is different in a certain way. And so are also similar in the same way. Um, and we have to, you know, not try to be like someone else. Don't try to be like me or like Yahir or whatever, all our advices that we're giving in the, in this uh, episode, um, try to create your own method to that. And, uh, that's also <laughs> another problem that I had while learning is that when I was watching somebody on, on, on a video or listening to somebody in a podcast, I would try to idealize them and then try to become maybe the same way they are. And, and instead of that, uh, and what I realized while doing that is that I'm blocking my path towards becoming the best version of myself. I'm just becoming and trying to copy someone else's life <laughs> instead of trying to become, you know, like the best version of yourself and learn who, who is yourself, you know, and how do you learn who you are is by trying different things and failing and then realizing, okay, this works for me better and take those bits and pieces and start to building, you know, your own way of doing things. And I think that's, you know, just another thing that uh, popped up to my head right now. How about I do, you? I do agree. I do agree about you need to find your own learning style, but I I don't agree with the learning uh, method, the whole uh, the whole auditory and visual. First of all, because there is a I think there is a pretty good scientific consensus around that uh, the fact that it's a myth and you know people aren't really more auditory or something like that. It doesn't really exist. And I just think it relates mm-hmm. more mostly to your experience. So if you've read a lot, then you, you have an easy time reading. If you haven't read for me, I've read a ton as a kid. So for me, it's easy for me to read. And for someone else, it might not be easy to read. So that person might say, hey, I'm not I'm not a person that likes to read. I like I like I like learning from visuals. Well, of course, everybody, everybody loves learning from visuals. Reading reading sucks sometimes. Most of the time reading sucks. Oh, sorry. Reading sucks most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just because you're not experienced with something or you feel like reading is not for me, it, it doesn't mean you have to give up on that because it has certain mm. benefits that other other learning methods don't have. For example, courses, courses, in my opinion, will always be more limited than reading because a course, there are some good courses out there. But if you look at the vast majority of them, a course can be created in a few weeks. A book, it's probably years worth of work, years worth of work. So when you're looking to study something deeply, when you're looking to understand something deeply like let's say for example you want to understand javascript as much as possible you can take a course it might be good it might be better than a book but chances are a book is going to be better and more in depth and more thorough so even if you don't like reading books you, you you might like the results you're getting from it and so so i do recommend i do recommend reading books i think that there's no better alternative at this moment um, and also articles and also the fact that you can scheme around. I feel like it, it's, 
big, big, big inefficiency and also the fact that you can just copy notes when it comes to books. So sometimes co- courses have a transfer, have a, have a, like a script you can go and copy, but it's much easier in a book if you want to summarize it and then compare it to just copy it. So I feel like they're, they're really good uh, advantages to that, which is why for me, I try to stay away from courses these days just because... I don't really know which one is good and it can take it. It can take some time to find a good one. I'm not against it. I love learning from a courses. Sometimes there's sometimes courses give you something that books can't, by the way. So if something is, is really new, for example, if it's a framework like view or react, I'm not going to learn react or view from book because by the time the book came out, everything changed, but something right. like JavaScript or something like, you know, understanding distributed systems or anything that, that really, you know, those, these things have been around for, for, for dozens of, uh, for decades. So it's been around for a long, long time. Most of the things we deal with today have, have been in literature for a long time. Yeah. So those things are, are okay to learn from a book. But if we're talking about, you know, if we're talking about things that are like framework, libraries, anything like that, most books, books I tempt I've seen don't really cover uh, anything practical and they're outdated. So in yeah. those cases, I try to opt in for just a course. It's also, it's also nice to, when you're trying to learn something like a new framework, you want to see someone using it. So a course is good for that, for like introduction stuff. I love courses. So for me, if I try to learn, I'm learning a new language. I'm learning something I haven't done before. I'm going to, I'm going to do a course to get the basics but then i might go and read like a some like a playbook or documentation or a book yeah that's 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 amazing because you see um and now i think we have seen also two different opinions right i mean i don't agree i don't disagree with your opinion i think it's a i think it's also a good very great method um and also with the with the fact that you know if you you know you like more reading watching and listening um maybe it's a myth maybe it's not the thing is that i've been knowing i i you know i've been uh, reading books but i've noticed that i don't i cannot follow the line properly when I read like I guess sometimes it gets confused in my head um, and then I just what I do I have audible and I just listen to books and and, and it's also like um, saves me a lot of time like from just you know I have to go actively sitting and reading like for example if I just you know wash the dishes or just go for a walk uh, when I try to be productive during a walk then I do have an audible in my ears and I'm just listening to that book and I'm you know it just works maybe um, better but it doesn't say the point that you know if you have something so a certain skill that is not so you're not so good at it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to improve upon it so for example reading is a very important skill that you need to have if you're going to be working with a certain you know framework you need to go to the documentation you're going to need to learn you know to read things there so it doesn't mean don't work on it but try to prioritize when learning something new at least um to 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 go to what better you prefer But, or you can just do the same what you're saying and just go full on it. Depends on each person. And I think that's also why it's really good to have two opinions here. So not only one person um, and each can try different things and, and see what works for you. Um, so uh, my last uh, advice would be um, be a teacher. So if you can, you know, there is like a sentence that I keep on repeating sometimes. Uh, if you can't explain a concept to a five-year-old, uh, you can't in, in, in the simplest form, then you do not understand it yourself. Now, maybe a five-year-old is a bad example, but just think about, uh, you know, another programmer um, if you're learning programming. 
uh, and maybe even easier. Don't explain it to a programmer. And if you can explain that, that concept to non-programmer, that's even crazier. That's even better. But we best, we learn the best when we teach others. So, you know, for me, for example, in my job, <laughs> it was funny because, uh, you know, I, I saw a junior guy and he was learning React Native. And I'm, you know, I'm now learning more about React. And then I started to explain to him like hooks. And I wasn't sure about myself like 100%. But when I was explaining it, and when I was like, you know, I was starting to see that, oh, I actually have, a, you know, better knowledge than I actually thought I have. Um, and, and when I was, you know, showing him things on the screen and showing him how things work, I, I, I myself showed myself and as well, you know, my brain kind of had some clicks in my brain happening in that moment. Like, hey, this, this concept is starting to be better. You know, so then that's that's the that's the thing that I think helps is that be the teacher of what you're learning. Um, And if you don't have like somebody else to talk to, just talk to yourself, like ask yourself questions or, you know, someone someone says like a a duck, rubber duck, (laughs) and then just like do duck programming uh, kind of thing. Although that's a different method, but just talk to something. And then what if you were just put yourself in a position, for example, what if I was now in an interview and somebody uh, or a friend asked me what is this how does this work and then if you you know try to explain it and you see oh you get stuck then you know that you need to do maybe a bit more work on it um that would be my yeah my last uh, my last tip well what about you yeah what do you think about that yeah i definitely agree and i think the entire point that the rubber duck uh, debugging method works the way it is is because of you know, when you explain something, if you don't fully understand it, then you're going to have a hard time. And that's just going to show because it, it forces you to, you know, reveal your level of understanding of that particular subject. And so I, I definitely agree. I think that if you're a developer, you can do it by writing articles. For me, I've, I've been writing articles ever since the beginning. So ever since I've started, the, the as soon as I could start researching some stuff and summarizing, I started writing articles and it went from... Um, you know, very light articles, the more deep technical articles. Some of them took me, I have articles that took me over a day to write just because I've done so much research on those subjects. And, you know, it really helped me get expertise on specific things that I wanted to have a deep level of understanding of. So if you want to understand something deeply, write a technical article about it, explain it to other people. Of course, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great advice. Yeah, that's really good. I have been myself uh, trying to do more writing. Um, the problem is that I've been getting stuck with it because uh, uh, I don't know if I have a writer's blog or whatever, but like, um, yeah, you try to accept something, uh, you know, explain something. And I can just give an example myself. Like I can explain to you perfectly fine the topic in person if I talk to you in front of you and I show it to you and you know I, I can have a better you can say um, a conversation than just put it all in words in an article and that's maybe another way of showing you know the other aspect of another person what worked for me is just um yeah, visualize it, show it to someone um, and in person. And then maybe for myself, uh, then make technical videos, right? And an example could be like a, a better, you know, a better way of teaching of a way of form of teaching, right? Um, of course, then I might lose the people who prefer write, reading things, but then at least I'm doing what works for me. So, you know, that's an imp- also an important thing. Do, you know, teach, but teach in a way that works for you. 
and uh, yeah, just yes, follow with, that. With that being said, I do think that you know, in in our industry and software engineering these days, you need to know how to write design specifications and documentations and stuff like that. So I, I definitely agree that you want to teach in your preferred method. Honestly, these days I, I haven't been reading i haven't wrote an article for a while now i mostly do videos and uh, podcasts because it's easier for me it's, it takes a lot less time than actually writing yeah. something so definitely do what works for you but but it's it's a good skill to learn so it's kind of like a side note if you if you're thinking about it then then i think that it's important to learn how to write yeah, it will benefit you in your job as well yeah no that's for sure um and but just take it step by step. I would say don't don't rush into it uh, too fast and and do it in in your own way. I mean, um, I I just think like it's it's a bit been um, at least for myself. Uh, at some point, I've been grinding a lot and I've been working really hard. And you know, at some point, um, you're like you lose your focus and you lose what you you know you intended to start with if you are just trying to you know spread all over the place so like i would make myself a list what is my weak points that i think that i want to you know at some point work on and what is the things that uh, right now in front of me that i need to achieve that i really want to you know start and dive into deep and prioritize them and you know maybe you can do the 80 20 rule um so you know spend 80 percent on what you really you know want to go through and 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 succeed with and then the 20 percent on improving and whatever that works for you um but yeah i would say just sometimes the best way is not the best way (laughs) so like take it easy um and then you know slowly things will start to get better and better um and i really love the you know the all the advices um that we have been given today or that i've been given but but really really helped me like the main one is the the small achievable uh, tasks goals to-do lists whatever then then going towards the big one that's that's really what showed me uh, you know for myself the most uh, results Yes, I, for me, if I, if I had to summarize like my advice uh, to anyone, I would feel like, first of all, um, in my journey, uh, I started by making a list, actually. So I, I went to, uh, went to these, uh, if you know, these mind maps of like what you have to learn as a front-end developer and all of that. And I got obsessed with that for a while and tried to tick every single box there. And, but then later I, you know, what I found out works better and, and all of that is actually by just consulting with a lot of people and learning from people that are smarter than me and have more experience than me. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of things that, you know, optimize with time. You don't have to be perfect from the get go. The most important thing is that you do it. The most important thing is that you study every day or try to study every day. And it's consistent. If you're consistent, you're doing it every day, then you're going to get better with time. Give it some time. You're going to improve. Your strategy is going to improve. For me, what works these days is I like to focus on the essence of what I'm doing right now. So in my day-to-day job, I don't just do front-end. I don't just do back-end. So I mostly do back-end and front-end, but sometimes DevOps as well. Sometimes I'm going deep into DevOps for like a few weeks. Sometimes I'm going deep into understanding how databases works because I'm working on creating an index for a really large table. So I try to use these opportunities to, to, to master more 
And in the essence of what I'm working. So if I have like an SQL task and I'm learning and, and I'm doing all these different things with a database, then I'm going to try to um, go deeper with SQL and understand better how to do that, how to maybe write a better query and just try to focus more on how can I do this better way. And, and the advantage in that is that now your personal learning and your job complements each other. So if before they were kind of disconnected or not fully related, if yeah. you're learning what you're doing in your job, you're just focusing more on the you know, on going deeper with this, then one, you're going to get better because at the job, you're learning more about what you've learned. And off the job, you're learning more about the job. Second, it gives you the time that once you're at, once you're at the job, you're actually focused on working and getting results and learning is a different thing. And of course, sometimes you also have to learn while on the job. But for me, while working, I like to work and read a little bit and then later on dive deeper and actually do my full learning. So it depends, but sometimes that's how I like to do it. So, so in, in, if you're working in, in, in the front end, you're working on maybe creating some certain kind of future with a state library, take the time to really go deeper on that. Uh, and then with time, the more time will pass on, you will be good at a few things and it will grow and will grow and will grow. And being good at the essence of a few things is uh, what eventually makes you, I think, uh, you know, a, a better developer than before, right? So you, you will be able to do more things and do them in a in a better way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely, I can completely understand what you're saying and and also relate to it in certain points. Um, for me though, I do like to you know focus in a certain uh, you know in a certain area and be the master of it. So I like the reasons why I didn't went to be a full stack. Although you know what is full stack is just in JavaScript you can do now Node.js and everything, and then you're back in the developer as well. Uh, but like I try to focus on uh, you know the certain uh, specific area right. Now. I've been a front-end developer for like five, six years now, and I've been touching backend, I've been touching DevOps, but I've never, you know, really went to the to deeper, deeper to that. And because I just try to keep my focus on, you know, on a certain area. Yeah, um, I guess it's also the old, um, you know, uh, being an expert or generalist, and you know, the whole, the old question. And I, I think it depends on people. I think some people are experts. You know, sometimes you need an expert for the job. But sometimes you need a generalist. For example, if you're an architect, you can't be a special. You can't be a specialist. You can be a, you can be a specialist Ar- architect. If you're a chief architect of something, you need to understand how a system works, end to end. You know, and if you're a full stack developer, you can be a quote unquote full stack developer by just doing Node.js. But if you don't understand distributed systems and understanding how to build a fault tolerant system, understanding replications, all these different concepts in back end programming. Usually, that usually you don't deal with if you're just doing Node.js and simple Express APIs, right? You have to deal with building software and scale and all these different things, right? So there's all so if, so if you're a full stack developer, you have to be a generalist at the end of the day because you have to have deep knowledge in front and in back end. It's harder uh, at the beginning, I feel like, because you have to know more, and uh, a lot of the times you're also you know, if, if you're someone who's who demands a lot out of yourself, then you're going to want to be doing good job both of the front end. You, you, you're going to want to do good job both of the back end, but it's hard. It's it's a lot harder. So sometimes being, you know, focusing on one thing, it's 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 definitely much easier. So so I'm not saying this is the right way. For me, this is what currently currently works. But again, I'm probably if next year or in two years, it's probably going to be different because your learning strategy needs to fit your goals. Where do you want to be in your career, in your life? It needs to fit your goals. And what we've talked about today are merely tools and strategies and tactics that you can use 
if they work and if they don't then then maybe they don't work for you and you can improve you can let us know maybe we can also learn something new yeah exactly yeah yeah that's true so you know to close this episode first of all i would like to thank you Yair, for joining me today it's been great um and i you know we started to talk about what certain issues we had and then we dived into each of our you know advices and how we overcome those things um thank you everybody for listening Yair, any last words that you would like to say to the audience no, that's it. I guess if you, I mean, if you like what we've talked about, um, I like to talk about software design and uh, full stack engineering in uh, borderless engineers. So make sure you check out the YouTube channel or follow me on Facebook, Yair Cohen on LinkedIn. I like to also post uh, some stuff there. Yeah, I'll make sure to uh, to attach you to our post and uh, also some uh, you know other resources uh, of this uh, episode. Um, so thank you, everybody. Have a great day, evening, whatever you're listening to this. Um, and see you next time. Bye. Thanks for hosting me. Thank you for listening to the Daniel Frey.me Talks. Get access to previous episodes, the transcript for today's show, as well as other exclusive content at DanielFrey.me.